So, before we start, you terpy, roll me a d20. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, I should have guessed when you said I, I had to roll for it, I rolled a nat 2, so... Yeah, no, you don't have perfect pitch. <laughs> the DC was 15. <laughs> so... Euterpy does not have perfect pitch. We have established that on session, so we can't go back on it. Uh, so, next thing that's happening. So, you were all in... Yes, that's a good thing. Introductions would be a better thing to do than be just jumping into explaining things. Uh, go around. Come on. Hi, I'm Rose. Uh, I am playing Euterpy, the high elf bard, who does not have perfect pitch, apparently. <laughs> I'm Kelsey. I play Vantus, who is our tiefling druid. I'm Jane. I play Theo, who is a human investigator, which is a rogue alchemist mix. I'm Alex. I play Aaron, who are who is our Triton fighter. And I'm Liz, and I DM. I do DMing things. I open session plans from last time, which is where I put the names of things. I really want to roll for perfect pitch on Theo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Do you god. play uh, the flute? <laughs> no. I feel like you should play the flute. <laughs> I feel like you would. Roll me a d20. No. (laughs) Okay, so you are in the city of uh, Elirar, which is, uh, as you found out, the famous elven bard Aethor's home, Lady Aethor's hometown. Uh, You are actually staying in her family's estate, which is called Searshore, uh, which translates to in common not wisp. So it's the not wisp estate. You've had some interesting interactions with her father. A full elven sort of ex-bard who mostly seems to lounge around the house and go out and pick up people. Just people in general. You are here with Lady Henry and Naji, who is looking for further information on flame dragons. As she is uh, one attacked pincer, that was the start of the campaign. She is going to be finishing up her investigations in Elirar today. You'll be leaving in the afternoon to move to your next city. Is there anything any of you want to do that day? Um, so I'm hanging out in whatever room I've been given, trying to open this small treasure chest that I have that I picked up during my travels and have never been able to open and don't know what it does. Okay. How are you trying to open it? Well, for sure, I try to brute force it first. <laughs> okay. Um, Roll me a strength check. Strength? Uh, straight strength? Just straight strength. Okay. 17? Um, you are trying to pry it open. There is some kind of a seam around the edge of it, but it's not... It's just not... It's just, it's stuck strong there. Okay. Does it have, like, a keyhole or something in it? It has a latch, it looks like, where you might be able to put a key. Like, there's no actual keyhole at the moment. It just has a latch. Okay. I attempt to find Theo. You find Theo. Roll for find Theo. No, we don't roll for find Theo. Theo is, um... He's pretty easy to find. Theo, where, where are you in this mansion? Um, I mean, I guess I'm probably in um, Aether's room. Or, or wandering just, around. Just, you've turkey. just left. Sure. You find... A, a, you're looking for Theo. You've looked everywhere. You can't find him. You spot him and Aether... And, sorry, Euterpe <laughs> leaving uh, an, a room in sort of the family wing. And hey. Terpy seems, like, pretty focused on something and is walking past you. Hey, Theo. Hey, Aaron. I need to borrow you for a sec. Sure, what do you need? 
Um, I have this object that I stumbled across in my travels, and I have no idea how to open it. I think it might be magic shut, and I was wondering if you could look at it. Yeah, sure. Um, so I hand Theo the small treasure chest. You can roll me Arcana or Investigation. I think I usually start with Investigation. That's an 11. Um, Little box here. It's very weird. It's a weird little, it's like a miniature treasure chest, like a big treasure chest, like the one that you'd see in sort of stories, but in miniature. And it seems to be, there is a seam, but it seems very welded shut, practically. Oh, weird. And it doesn't seem to have like a keyhole or anything. Can I check it out? Can I just like keep thinking about this and check it out some other time too? Yeah. Cool, thanks. I've got kind of a whole list, actually, of stuff that I just kind of keep on the back burner. Sometimes stuff comes up. I realize it when I'm sleeping on it. Um, speaking of which, mm-hmm. I would love to check out my magical robe. I don't remember where I got it. Did we get it in the um, underwater cavern? Yes. Yeah, you did. Okay. Also, question, did we wind up ever... We, we delivered... Because I don't think I was here for that part. We delivered the chest to the person that we were hired to deliver it yes. to, right? Yes, you did. You delivered okay. the chest of seeds to Tangle. You asked no further questions, and you left, and it was fine. Okay. Our dad is partly paid off. This seems completely legitimate. Yep. Okay, it's cool. totally fine. They're definitely not going to do something evil with it. Seems totally normal. I don't... Why would she ever lie to us? No one lies. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'll ar- arcana on the magical robe. Yeah, for sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> bad day. Uh, 15. Uh, it's definitely magical. There looks like there's some, um... Use a different die. <laughs> no, that doesn't always work. You see that what it, what it looks like is, you see, you find a little corner where it looks like the, um, the lining is, com- the seam's coming apart and the lining is coming apart from sort of the outer bit, mm-hmm. the outer woolen bit. Um, and you see that inside there are stitched into the lining or sort of between the lining there's like a thick ribbon that appears to have some kind of arcane runes on it cool do i think it's like do i have any idea what school of magic it might be no okay i'm not gonna put it on yet then who knows it might be a um napalm nightgown as my latin teacher used to say um This is apparently what... Anyway, it's a myth. Somebody received a nightgown that immediately, when she put it on, she burst into flames. Um, can I investigate my glowing mollusk? I don't remember where I got it. Okay, so you pull the glowing mollusk from the... Uh, there was, like, a, things in Venvalor that were coming in, that, like, fish. There was a glowing mollusk on it that you grabbed. Yes, you can roll investigation on that. Thanks. Oh, that's better. 21. So it looks like it is, it's kind of like a normal kind of mollusk, except there's been some sort of magical energy that's intersected with it. So it gives off this sort of natural bioluminescence. Mm-hmm. It could, it also feels very light. Like the sh- once you pry open the shell, the shell is heavy, but the inside is almost floating like a balloon. Huh, cool. Um, I guess I'll keep that in mind as a component for stuff. Yeah, and there might be a way to make like a, a glow light that could follow you around or something like that. Awesome. I would love to work on that in my spare time. For sure. And then I've got these shards, but I think that's also just like a, I'll keep these in mind as a component. Mm-hmm. Anyone have anything else they want to do? I mean, I'll probably wander around the house looking for other old things and seeing if I can get more clues, but I think I've gotten the main one. Yeah. Or, sorry. 
Can you no, you're done. We I'm did done. A, yeah. We did Uterpy last time. I did time. my thing. Um, yeah, I want to go around and see if I can um, get a mask. Someplace. Okay. Yeah, um, so you... You wander into sort of the center of Lyrar, where there are, um... Actually, real quick, roll me a perception check. Okay. Um, that is... An eight. Okay, so you wander into the center of Lyrar, and you find a series of stalls in sort of the main square that looks... This looks like where probably most tourists come through. Henrianne had a goal, so she led you a particular way. Um, and you find a number of stalls selling sort of various degrees of niceness of masks. Um, there's, you know, the, the fanciest stall has like masks that have no ribbons that just sort of press on and stay on. These seem to be what most nobles wear. There are also many of them are, have small gems on them or have gold or silver leaf, that sort of things. They're usually made out of, um, leather. Like they're a leather base with things, uh, pressed or stamped or put on them in various ways. Okay, um, like the bartender I met last night, mm -hmm. what sort of quality of mask would she have worn? So she was that? wearing a half face mask uh, that covered the top half of her face and sort of revealed, like curved down a little bit to either side of the cheeks. It was, um, it was also a leather mask, but it was much plainer. There was a little bit of stamp work on it, but mostly it was just sort of a plainer leather mask with very slight detailing. Um, and it definitely did not press on. It had ribbons that tied around the back. Okay. Um, I'm going to look at one of the booths with more, like, ribbon-type stuff. That seems more reasonable. Um, and say, hey, um, I've been looking for a mask here. Um, and I was wondering, could how long would it take you to make one with just a little bit custom? Um... It depends on how quickly you want it done. I have a few base ones that I could do a little bit of extra detail work on that would only take uh, a day for one mask. Um, okay, I should have enough time then to get this one done. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm looking for one maybe with a bit of lion-type patterning on it. Top face mask, we'll say. And is there any way you could work this into it? I hand over the fragment of shell. I have a glue that could hold on to it, yes. Do you have any particular color scheme you would like? Uh, color scheme? Yeah, I oftentimes go, go like, gold-type shades, light tan, something in that range. All right. Yes, I believe I could... Do you mind if I fracture this again? Give you two shards. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so you, uh, probably about two gold for the whole thing? Give sure. Or actually, roll me persuasion, because two gold's a good price. So that's what you get if you roll well. Yes. Okay. That's fine. I'm merchant. I'm getting... Oh, nat 20! <laughs> You'll do it for one gold. Okay, cool. Um, it's a pretty quick piece of work. You can pick it up the next day. Uh, what it looks like is it's more like it's a... Um, rather than having a whole lion stamped on it, it looked actually like he had a lot of fun with this. Mm -hmm. um, and he makes it sort of the top half of a lion's face. Cool. It protrudes a little bit extra from your face, which is a little bit awkward. And then underneath uh, your eyes, there are these two shells that have been sort of shaped to look kind of like, kind of like eyes, kind of just like a pop of color there. So you look, you're, it looks kind of like a roaring lion <sighs> if you open your mouth and roar. Awesome. And it has, uh, 
probably just straight up it's a red leather mask with a little bit uh with just the stamped in the two shell fragments and then gold ribbons going back okay this is exactly what i wanted out of life thank you very much <laughs> um, <laughs> is highly conflicted <laughs> <laughs> yeah i put it on and head back over to the group as we're getting ready to take off nice mask that's awesome thanks very cool i don't approve of masks in general but if you have to wear one it's very good aesthetic <laughs> Yeah, when in Rome, or I guess that wouldn't be a phrase here, but... <laughs> when in other places. <laughs> when in Benvalore. <laughs> when in Benvalore. Women should all be very resentful. <laughs> do I think that I could turn that into a... Um, do, do I think that I could harness the effects of the shell shards to, oh, totally. to actually provide some sort of resistance against magic? If you worked on it, yeah. You'd probably want to work on your bunch of yeah. shards that you gathered oh, first um, because if you do two things wrong here you might break them off yeah. and then the mask wouldn't be ruined it just wouldn't be quite as nice yeah and I do have a bunch of shards okay Thea definitely needs to take crash wonder's item <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so you do any of you do anything else in this city before you go do you and anything spring to mind okay then you move on from Elirar to the next city on the list that so Henry N tells you where you're going. It's a city called Eladale. Eladale. She just sort of gives you this information, and those of you who get in the carriage get in the carriage, and those of you who walk outside walk outside. As you ride, she says it's about it's about a half day's journey from here. As I would like to point out that as I'm sitting in the carriage, I have a like music notebook open to a different page than the one I've been mostly working on, and I have now the locket wrapped around it and open. I'm kind of staring at it. <laughs> For those listeners who missed last episode, the locket has a picture of Euterpe's rival in it. Yeah. Rival, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I really do hate her. <laughs> mm -hmm. So your journey is mostly uneventful, and after about a half day's journey, again, traveling um, traveling sort of as after the sun has had its crest, when the day starts to begin to cool. So you're actually arriving again sort of in the evening. This seems to be Henrienne's preferred travel, where she can um, sort of be where, you know, the heat of the day is sort of draining away. So you come to a city, and this is a very different city from the one you've just in, because the first thing you see from a mile or so away is something reflecting the last glinting light of the sunset. And as you get closer, you see that there is a massive wall of glass, fractured in many places, um, reflecting the light surrounding, you can see there's a city through there. There is one gate that you can see at the moment. The rest of it is just this, it's not smooth. It's swirling and strange and it catches the light in interesting places. And um, the gate, the edges of it, it's sort of, the glass has bubbled slightly. It looks as though someone has burned and melted the glass into a gate into this city, this hundreds of feet high glass wall that encases it. Wow. That is that cool. That is cool. <laughs> I think Theo and Euterian are like similar. As you head into the city, you see that the city itself is, you'd almost expect, it, it looks like there's been some recent expansion as it gets closer to the wall, but it is very notably recent, and the older portions of the city that you get to pretty quickly are a you know, not that far from the wall, less than a half mile, but still 
pretty far from the wall and they're kind of, they're obviously been repaired recently. Uh, in general, the population here seems to be a little sparse. Uh, as Henrienne does lead you along to another tavern, where she says, uh, again, I will go and meet with, uh, sorry, I have to get back to my Henrienne voice. <laughs> I will go and meet with um, the, with some people that I know in the city, again, nobles, the former rulers of the city, and I will arrange a conversation with them. I suspect I may have to spend a little more time here attempting to actually get into their library, as they don't tend to just let anyone in. However, um, I should be able to work it out in a day or two. I may want you at the meeting with me. Just... Sure. Gladly. Of course. I will arrange it tonight, and we will probably meet them tomorrow. Although we're definitely not breaking into any more libraries. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. No, it would not go over well in Shadal. Besides, this is not... Didn't go over well in Benmore. <laughs> Besides, this is not a specific book that I'm looking for. I need access to a section. Be very charming. Yeah, we'll help as we can. I suspect they might um, they might request a favor of some kind. We can usually manage that. Yeah, we have successfully done favors for many people. So many favors. Uh, well, then enjoy your lodging tonight, and I will um, get us a meeting tomorrow, probably in the early morning. Not in the early morning, early mid morning. All right then. Thanks. Thanks. So you have uh, sort of an evening in this tavern, unless any of you are doing anything specific, we'll just kind of jump glaze over it. Anyone in this tavern? <laughs> uh, I mean, look, there's always people in therapy. <laughs> there's always people. Anyone attractive in yes, this tavern? Yes, you there's always attractive. Everywhere you go, there is at least one attractive person. Great, I find this person and I hit on them. Roll me a persuasion roll. <laughs> That's not bad, and with my modifier, that's a 19. Yes, you drag someone up to your room. <laughs> yeah. It's, they're not important. We're not going to go into it. <laughs> Can we just get one roll to see how bad you therapy is in bed? This oh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm doing research here based on the... <laughs> I rolled another two. <laughs> I rolled a three. <laughs> so basically my assumption is just sex in Shadal is really bad. You're not really helping, though. No, I'm not. But I can here's, here's what you can assume. People in Shadal don't want to do all the work. <laughs> the other problem with finding some, probably the other issue with finding someone really attractive is that they're kind of used to the other person doing most of the work. I need to go find Hell again. Hell is great. Uh, so... The next morning, you guys are going to... Uh, Henrienne meets you and says that you, she's arranged for you to have tea with the former rulers of the city uh, at about 10 a.m. Do any of you do anything... Do you want to do anything quick to prep, or nope. are you just ready to go in? Yeah, I'm going to put my bracelet in my pocket for now. Okay. I, I like, stay there. like, spiffy up, like, my, you know, guard, my uniform. Um, I actually on. probably do prestidigitation on everyone and make us all just look, like, really together. You look really clean. You don't look like you're sweating like dogs at all, which Excellent. you because <laughs> none of you are really that. I think Vantis is fine. Do yeah. I sweat? Do, like, do I have sweat glands? You don't have sweat glands, but you do feel like I'm, I'm, I'm dried out. Like my, you're you know, dried out and your scales itch like nothing. Yeah. Can I use prestidigitation to make like her scales 
work better. Like, can you press can you press sanitation water into existence? No, okay. but you can take water and like do a better mist over the whole body. Yeah. I mean, I can also shape water if there's water around. I just assume there's not a lot of water around. There's just not a lot of water around. It's a little expensive. There's beer. I got some beer. There's <laughs> more beer on your scales. That will look good. Yeah, this is a terrible place for me to get any infection or anything. So you are led into a a... It's a section of the city where there is a single-story building that's actually quite large and shaped sort of like a rose. Um, looks like from above, if you look down, it would have sort of a red roof. Um, and it has a lot of sort of pavilion, open-air pavilions. It does look like at the center of it, where the center of the rose would be, there is a small garden that's probably being magically maintained. You are led into a side wing of it and into an open air pavilion that has a look onto the garden where there is a table full of food laid out. There's teas, uh, there's mint tea, um, there's muffins, there's cakes, there's uh, various fresh fruit to snack on, which is pretty incredible in this desert. Um, It is a very rich scene and seated already at the table are two full elven individuals. There is a man who wears a blue and gold swirling mask, and it does have, like, swirls, and it's not a... It's sort of half of his face is covered, but it's a diagonal half as it swirls around. He's got long, dark hair that's been pulled up into a high ponytail. As with most nobles, his mask simply presses on. It has no ribbons tied into it, Um, and he wears uh, long blue robes that sort of drape in many, many shades. And he's wearing many light layers of very thin fabric. How old, roughly? Around 400 or 500, somewhere between there. There is a uh, elven woman who wears a uh, mask that covers sort of, it's a butterfly sort of effect in fiery reds. Uh, Her skin is darker than his, sort of a darker golden color. It also sort of reflects gold. She also has long black hair drawn up into a high ponytail and is wearing, similar to his garments, uh, many layers of sort of red and gold chiffon. Not chiffon, because I wouldn't have chiffon, but like red and gold gauzy linens, really. Uh, that are very thin and layered on top of one another. It's sort of a lot of veils, almost. Uh, They both remain seated as Henrianne approaches and gives uh, a short sort of nod, but doesn't actually bow, and then seats herself at the other side of the table from them. As you come up, she does introduce you. Uh, one by one, she does go and say your names, uh, and have you, you can choose where you want to sit at this table as you sit down. So it is them on one side, Henrienne sitting on the other, and then there's spots on either side of Henrienne, and then one on either end. I probably sit closer to Lady Henrienne. I think I will also sit closer to Henrienne. So I'll sit on one end. I'll take the other. Okay. So you all sit down in this way, and then uh, Henrienne does introduce these two to you. The man is Alagos Dir Mistian Norath, uh, who is the former Raz of the city, and then of the city of. Um, Eladale is where you are. And then the woman is his wife, who is Ruinil Hebrian Barabin. And they both sort of greet you. Uh, any of you can roll insight at this point. All right. 22. Excuse me. 19. That's not good. Insight. Four. Um, 22. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Vantis and Theo, you both noticed that these two people... 
their masks hide good portions of their face, but what is left is sort of looks paler than usual, perhaps. They look very, they're sitting very tensely up, very upright, and they look sort of, it is hidden behind these masks, so you can't see to what extent, but they do look like maybe they're kind of worried. Okay. Uh, so Henry, you know, starts talking with them about the, the state of the city and stuff. It's just sort of small talk. And uh, eventually about, it takes her a while to get to it, about 15 minutes in, she finally brings up the, uh, oh, what, I'd really like access to this library, I'm doing some research, I heard you, you people might, yeah, I heard this might be the place to go, your library is so extensive and, and it's renowned the world over and of course it's attached to your local academy and um, I was just really, I am of course a former student of a similar academy in another city and I was hope you know, so on and so forth, um, and the conversation sort of stalls out as the two do sort of look at one another and uh, a Lagos deer does sort of he actually leans back slightly and he says um well if we were to grant you this favor we might ask for something in return from you or perhaps your companions here might be better suited to it what do you need Perhaps you could tell us a little bit about yourselves and your skills. I'm a bard. I'm a bit of a druid. Know some magics. Um, I'm a skilled fighter, former guardsman. I am an alchemist and a bit of a fighter. Runel does sort of lean forward. This is the wife, and she does sort of lean towards you, and she says, And how is your discretion? We can be discreet. <laughs> I'm generally not a fan, but if I am asked to keep a secret, I will keep it. I can certainly keep a secret. I can keep a secret. I, I, we haven't been great at being <laughs> stealthy until now. It would not require stealth so much as just not. We would prefer to involve an outsider with it than anyone within the city. I understand. Of course. What is it? Our youngest has gone missing. He's only about 30 years old, which in elven terms is quite young. Um, He's been missing for a day or two now. We do not wish to alarm the guards. Why not? There are political reasons within the city that him being known to be taken could make things difficult for us and our eldest. And where was he last seen? He was last seen walking near the wall, on the inside. Is that unusual for him? Not incredibly. The wall is a object of fascination for many, particularly for Aphidon, our youngest. Um, however, it is not entirely usual. But he should have been protected there. There were no attacks, and he was far from the gate, so there was nothing that could come in. Hmm. So you think someone within the city kidnapped him? We are uncertain exactly of where he is or what has happened. We would recommend investigating near the wall first, seeing if there's anything near there, but he is... We we are concerned. Of course. Is there anybody who would have a motive to kidnap him or harm him? Within the city, there are few. Perhaps 
the keeper of the patron's flame might um, have some desire. Our family is... There are untrue rumors about how our family feels about the patron that is utterly ridiculous, but people whisper. Implying that you aren't pious enough, or...? Implying that we do not, um... Implying that we have drawn her disfavor. Hmm. Which is, of course, um, we thought those rumors sated when our eldest created the gate. But apparently, it is harder to kill a rumor than expected. Created the gate? He... 34, 35 years ago, somewhere around there, managed to um, burn a hole in the wall, finally. Oh, how did you guys get... In and out before them. Prejudice use of magic and other inconveniences. Hmm. For the entire oh. city. That's well, quite a contribution. What your your oldest is must be a skilled caster. Yes, he after that it fairly quickly we decided that it was better that he take the reins and we all stepped down and he became the new Raz. He runs the city now. He may make an appearance here in a moment, we'll see, but um, we would very much like this taken care of quietly, as there may, if our youngest goes missing, it may be further sign that the luck of the patron does not smile upon us. There's also, of course, always the possibility that something of hers took him. Something of hers? An elemental? An elemental of some kind. So you are unclear at the moment on whether you have the favor of the patron. Perhaps it is time for a history lesson? Oh, please do. Over 200 years ago, a massive sandstorm was coming to destroy Aladale. A a massive um, sandstorm was coming. It was going to kill many people and potentially destroy our small cities, so my husband and I went to pray for the city's safety at to at the patron's flame. She, in her kindness, saved us by throwing up a wall of fire. It turned the sand to glass as it swirled around us and made sure the sandstorm did not actually touch us. However, that left the city surrounded by a giant glass wall. It is unclear if she was rewarding us, which is, of course, what we believe, we did survive. Every, no one died in that sandstorm. However, others would posit the argument that over 150 years of having to fly things over the wall and declining population were her punishment for something we had done. Her favor was, of course, guaranteed again when our eldest did burn a new gate. No one else had been able to create a fire that would burn hot enough to melt the glass, and he did. So obviously this was a sign of her favor. Does your eldest know about um, your younger son? Yes, he must maintain usual practices or people may begin to suspect. Um, so we don't need, is, who else knows, so it's you, you both know and your eldest um, mm. and everyone else we should keep it a secret from? Yes. Okay. How old is your eldest? I'm just trying to get the timeline here. He was, uh, he's about 187 now. So he was not yet born when the sandstorm... No. And you said your son disappeared yesterday? It disappeared late evening two days ago. Mm-hmm. He's been missing all, all of yesterday. Did he 
Do anything unusual tell you anything unusual? He went for a walk near the wall. That is all that we know. No one... There was no attack. There is no disturbance noted by the guards. He, while young, is more than capable of kicking up a fuss, and he was not unguarded. He slipped away for a moment, and then he was gone. But the guards saw no one else in the area. Uh, hey, DM. Yes. Uh, what, how old, so 30 years old and, like, elf aging, like, how old would he appear to be? He would appear to be probably about 8 or 10. Okay. He is yeah. very young. Because the way that I'm doing elven aging is uh, rather than have it be the way that it says in the player's handbook where you're an adult by 40, and then you, but you're not like fully considered an adult until 60, that doesn't make any sense. You are a teenager at like 70 is what I'm doing. Okay. Like that's when you hit like 15, sort of, like 15 or 16. So at 30, you're like, it is like a very long childhood. Oh my God, that is so much parental investment. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's incredible. I now want you to consider the fact that Aethor's adopted mother uh, had to raise essentially, his human woman had to raise essentially a kid for 40, like oh a God. child, wow. like a like preteen for 40 years. Oh, jeez. <laughs> never meet with an elf. No, you will never get to know your adult child. Okay, anyway, sorry. Yeah, so they're like 18 is 100. That's the that's the cut. That's the okay. way it goes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's go check it out. Yeah. Could you point us toward the exact area where you think he disappeared from his guards' watch? Yes, we will. Um, we will arrange for someone to show you the way. Thank you. And as you get up to go, Henrien does remain behind to talk. But as you are uh, leaving and being led through the garden out another exit, uh, you do actually catch an individual striding. Looks like uh, he was potentially headed to the meeting that you just left, but he's possibly running a little bit late. He does wear sort of, um, uh, he actually wears white clothing. That is, uh, again, these many layers draped over one another. He wears a thin white mask that is actually sort of a masquerade style mask um, and has sort of golden edging around it. It is, again, a press on thing and it has uh, diamonds, it looks like, set in it. His hair is left down and loose. It is long and, uh, again, black. And his skin shares his mother's sort of golden sheen. I make a kind of respectful, whatever the appropriate bow or nod or what have you would be. I give a sharp bow. Yeah, I, I nod. I've not seen you in here before. Are you? Uh, we are uh, companions of Lady Naji over there. Yes, right. Um, I take it you've been given your duty then. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. DM, how attractive is he? <laughs> he's, he's very attractive. He's a very attractive elf. Okay, um, keep me following the way. I'd like to insight check him. Yeah, sure. Uh, 22. Um, he seems tense and concerned and very focused. One thing you note is that he does seem to be like... The way that he looks at each of you through this mask is... It is like almost a laser focus on each of you. He seems to be memorizing your faces. Okay, so... Concerned big brother who is also a ruler of a city and doesn't want to see him go to shit. Yeah. Cool. Alright. We'll try to bring him back as fast as we can. Thank you. That would... We would be very grateful for that. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks. And he strides past you, uh, his sort of robes fluttering behind him. As you are led out, uh, you are led out, there's sort of an inner 
wall to the back portion of the city that you are sort of led out a gate a back gate to you suspect this might have been where the city ended before and now it appears again you see these new expansions as it grows um to the limits of where the wall ha wall now is there's again a little bit of gap between the end of town but particularly back here it's much closer to the wall than it was before but there is you know about 100 or 200 feet uh and at the back wall you find yourself standing right next to it and it is you cannot, standing at the bottom, see the top. It is incredibly thick. You can get the hints of light sort of glinting through it in the early morning. This appears to be sort of the east-facing section. You can sort of see the sun glinting and refracting through it a little bit. But even that, this casts a massive shadow. You, It is difficult to imagine living for hun like over a hundred years completely surrounded and trapped like this. But people did. Well, look around for tracks or dropped items or, you know, see if we can find where I can yeah. exactly. Roll me investigation. Can I also? Yes. Yeah, can. Anyone who wants to can roll investigation. <laughs> okay. 21. Oh, that was good. That's I mean, there's no physical uh, mod 20. 21, so. Mod 20, so. So the two of you spot, it doesn't, oh, we got another one. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's not great. It's 13. Okay. So, Aaron, you're looking specifically for tracks and signs of a scuffle. And the issue is that there is sort of sand here at the edges of town that it looks like it has been blown around a lot. So you're like trying to recreate where there might have been tracks, but you can't see it. You two start doing that, but both of you quickly look towards the wall because there's something odd that's happening. There's portions of it that are reflecting light through the sunlight streaming through. Um, but they're weird. And as you look up, it actually looks like there's sort of six sizable, you know, like five feet tall portions of it that seem to each only, they look all, they're like perfectly flat, unlike the rest of it that curves around. And they're in various places around this spot. They're sort of spread out. And they each appear to only be reflecting one color. So one is refracting red, another blue, another green, violet, yellow, and orange. Can I roll Arcana to see if this seems yeah, sure. like any sort of magical effect I've heard of? Mm, two. Uh, 15. I probably can't beat that with this roll. Nope, I've also got a 15. It doesn't match anything you've heard of. It does not seem natural. Okay, I'm going to experiment and just take like a small, like probably do prestidigitation, make like a small bit of wood, I think, uh, and just toss it at... Let's go with the red one. Okay, you reacts. throw it at the red one. Um, it bounces off. Just like it normally would. Okay. Uh, hey, Theo, you have that um, coin, right? Yeah. Can you try doing the... Sure. Flip the coin. Okay. Uh, you yeah. flip it. Roll me a d20. Real, roll me a dexterity check real quick. Uh, no. <laughs> Nine. Uh, you can't quite get it to flip the right... Like, it keeps just falling. You're just not good at getting it to flip this time. Sorry, it's kind of tricky. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, so who wants to go up and poke one of these? I'll do it. Cool. I kind of figured you might. <laughs> okay, which one do you poke, Aaron? Um, what colors with it? Just like the, the rainbow. Ra There's just the rainbow, the Roy Roy um, Uh, I poke the violet one. Okay, your hand passes through. Interesting. Can you poke um, the red one? Because that's the one I did. Yeah, I'll with. poke the red one. Your hand passes through. 
Okay. So it has to be, huh? Maybe living things. Uh, living things, walking. yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 well, a, a chipmunk we can throw and pass. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, okay, I don't just walk through. Okay. This seems like it might be the way the kid went. It does. Rather, I only walk through if other people are walking with me. I don't just go in by myself yeah. without telling people. Uh, I pull out my sword and try to poke it. Uh, I think leading with your sword, it doesn't let it go through. It just smashes against glass. Interesting. Okay. So only I try putting my hand through it while holding the sword. If your hand is what touches it first, it lets it through. Shall we? I guess so. This feels like a trap, but yes. I mean, but if it's a trap, it's a trap set by probably whoever has the kid, so we have to fight them. So we have to spring it. Which color do we do? Uh, Well, which one are you already in? Blue. I'm a fan of blue. Yeah, let's go into blue. Okay. You cross through blue uh, all together as a party. You do walk through one by one. As you walk through you sort of enter into a long hallway that looks like just a refraction of dazzling light. There's, they're all shades of blue though, as you walk through and you walk straight forward for about 120, 150 feet before you emerge back out onto the edge of town Mm. at the wall. Outside the wall. Out in the wall. In the wall. Right where you left. You walked straight back out the blue one in the same order you came in. Well, that was pretty. We might need to try it. Each color might lead to a different hallway. We might just try all of them. That seems like. We want to split into like two parties and try to cover. (laughs) No, by all means, no. (laughs) Yeah, if one of us runs into trouble, the other. Well, not saying. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely under no circumstances should we split the party here. Yeah, so how about we just start with red? Okay, so you start with red. Mm -hmm. You walk through. Again, you hit a sort of long, dazzling hallway and all these shades of red flickering around you. And then you step out into a large, empty room, which has, again, sort of these refractions of colors, uh, mostly red, shades of red all around um which it is like a room carved out of glass essentially the floor is not slippery you're not going it's not difficult terrain you're not going to fall or anything it is entirely empty save for um a massive cage of some kind (laughs) i approach the cage it is big Nothing is in it, I assume. Nothing is it, in it. It's on the ground. Is it, it's on the ground. Yeah. It's not suspended above. Is it, it is open. It looks like it is either waiting to be filled or something has been taken from it recently. Um, um, are there any signs of wear on the bars or struggle around it? Roll me investigation. Ah, that's going to go Can right. I also roll investigation to look for like any stray hairs or anything? Sure, you can roll investigation that's for that. seven. Um, you find... Marks, but you're not sure. You, you you find like a couple scuff marks down towards the ground, but like they're at like you know. It's hard half to read a foot. What it was. Yeah. Twenty five investigation. Tell me everything about this cage. Not how that works. 
and we were looking for, for hair. For things like yeah, any like spare hairs, any or like any anything else that would have been like left, but like any anything that would have been left behind if it's like so a you take a hint. A you take a hint from Vantis, who's looking for marks, and you also look for marks, and you see you look around as as you're also looking for. You don't see like hairs or flesh or scales or anything like that but you do see about 15 feet up there are deep gouges in some of these as if something with claws about 15 claws about 15 feet up dug in thanks okay is there anything else in this room no it is an empty glass room with a big cage are there what doors are there leaving this room uh, roll me perception. That's gonna go well for me. That's a three. This is just a big cage. Just a big cage. So it's in here. On the floor. That was a nat one, so I see nothing. Great. Yeah, I've got a seven. Big cage. Man, a cage! <laughs> it's perception. Yep. Um, uh, 17. Uh, you spot all sort of hidden behind the cage along the back wall. There are again six flat portions with the six colors. Hmm. Okay. I pull out a piece of, piece of parchment and my paint set. Mm-hmm. Oh, you pull out your paint set? <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I need colors here. <laughs> this is great. This will go fantastically for you. What are you doing? Uh, I start by drawing six hash marks in the different colors. Okay. As you draw the hash marks, you get a, here's what happens. You get the piece of paper, you draw the hash marks. The piece of paper starts to warp slightly around these hash marks. Cool. What's going on? Uh, 18. It's almost like it's sort of, at each hash mark, it's sort of curving inward a bit. Huh. Any ideas? Like, is it a magical effect, or it's is it definitely like a chemical effect? It's magic. Okay. Should you perhaps try painting something more concrete and seeing if it does, this be- does anything before we keep going? Yeah. Like, paint a flower or something, something harmless. I paint a flower. Okay, what kind of flower do you paint, and what, what's the primary color you use? Like, what is the main color that this is made out of? Uh, we recently saw a building shaped like a rose, so I'll paint a rose in just classic red. Okay. The paper sort of warps inward a little bit, and the paint itself is kind of shifting slightly. I touch the rose. Your hand passes through the page, and as it passes, your finger passes through, actually the rest of your hand does as well, and as you reach and you feel something and you pull it out, and you pull out, and this was in red, right? A strangely curled and twisted, almost demonic looking red rose. That's creepy. That's awesome. So that happened. (laughs) Which you now hold in, it's like a black stem and black leaves with sharp, sharp thorns that look like they could cause some actual damage. And this brilliant blood red that sort of curls in places like horns. Did this you just write this demonic rose? I hope not. <laughs> I mean, it looks really cool. It's pretty sick, Theo. How about we? Uh, I take it. <laughs> okay, you have a dread. You have a red rose. A dread rose. You have a dread rose. <laughs> <laughs> I will find a use for this. Okay. Um, and as as you pull it out, you note that while the painting remains, 
the paper is no longer warped and it looks just like a painting of a rose. Okay. Should we reach in and like see what happens with the hash marks? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Those seem a little small. Can you get your hand? You could get that? a finger <laughs> through. You couldn't get much else through. Okay. Um. So I just pull out. I, get, I probably have normal colors too. Yes, you have normal colors cool. as well, as okay. well as the magic paint set yeah. so that has no those. black, by the way. Yeah, I'm gonna use my normal colors to like draw a little cage above the red one, and then another six hash marks in the different colors. Just kind of keep just track. Have of a color. have a flow chart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. um, and then the blue will just make like a, a long line. And okay, so we're good. Okay. So, do we have any mechanism for choosing a color? Let's do red again. We can kind of do it systematically. Yeah, depth first yeah. search. <laughs> okay. So you pass through the red hallway again, 100, 120 feet, 150 feet, refracting every shade of red imaginable, and step back out to the wall on the edge of town. Cool. Inside. Okay, so are, we're, are, we're doing depth first, so let's then do red and then orange. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah sounds good. So we head back to the red room. Okay, you walk through, you get to the room with the cage again, you go to the back, you walk through orange, Mm -hmm. you pass through, uh, again, this long, long hallway filled with um, every shade of orange imaginable just sort of refracting around you, and then you step through, and this time you see, first thing you see, a shimmering cage of force energy that is keeping in three very strange little creatures with heads and wings. They are a head, like a human head, with wings. That is the first thing you spot. The second thing you spot is standing on either side of it, each bearing weapons, are two tieflings who, upon seeing you, are going to attack. Roll initiative. All right, then. I roll good on this. <laughs> Ooh, an actual decent initiative roll. I rolled weirdly good on initiative, and it balances out everything else that I ever rolled. <laughs> I, I usually roll bad on initiative, although I'm gonna take steps to remedy that. But right now, that is good. Yeah, there's hate and stuff. You derpy. Twenty-one. Ventus. Hate. I'm not on the ball with initiative. Few. Eighteen. Didn't even matter. They, they always roll better than me. It's always those Aaron. Two. 17. I mean, we are the ones with good decks, so that makes sense. Um, so the uh, uh, the two tiefling guards, are they look like guards, are coming towards you, uh, but we are going to open, that's their turn, so we're going to open with uh, Euterpe. Great. So what sort of armor are they wearing? Uh, so as you get a closer look at them, as they start cu- rushing towards you, you see a couple things stand out. One is wearing studded leather armor um, and is uh, brandishing two scimitars. The other one is wearing hide armor and brandishing a great axe. Something that you note about each of them, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell all of you now, you see these two walking towards you, you see two things stand out to you. One, their throats, particularly right around here, have been mangled in some way. There's heavy scarring. Hmm. And on their wrists, they were golden cuffs with three gems set in. Oh boy. Do they look like mine? They look a lot like yours. The gems are slightly different colors, but the oh. overall pattern is the same. All right, then. So maybe we shouldn't get too close to those. <laughs> um, 
So one that has a great axe, you say? Yeah, sure does. Metal great axe, I would imagine. A metal great axe. How weird. Great. So I'm going to finally cast the spell and heat some metal and heat up his axe so that he has, uh, he will take 2d8 fire damage now. I can do that as a bonus action on each of my turns. He rolls a con save. Uh, and yeah, he gets to do a con save. Okay, he rolls a 16. Uh, that passes, but he has, uh, if he doesn't drop it, he still has, um, disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks till the start of my next turn. Cool. Uh Uh-oh. And takes, uh, six points of damage. Okay. Fire damage. Yeah, um, so he is, in fact, I believe, because he's a tiefling resistant to that. (laughs) But still, it's cool. It is cool. And he does, he does, like, you see him nearly drop his weapon, but then he keeps it. He's like, mad. Uh, Theo, it's your turn. Um, I'll toss a frozen bomb. I don't suppose I can catch them both both in the same radius? Uh, no, because they are on either side of this force cage. Cool. So I'll toss it at that one. Sure. All right. He likes cold, too. Right, I'll Um, roll him a con save. Yeah. Uh, you've rolled a 22. That's gonna pass. So he can take three cold and one piercing. Yes, he does take that. And uh, that and all seems to do... Aaron. That all seems to do the proper amount of damage. Yay. Okay, Aaron, it's your go. Um, okay, question. Do these guys seem like well-trained? Like they like yeah. they are... Okay, so then I'm... They seem to know what they're doing. Um, you can roll insight on them to get more. Okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. That doesn't count as like the action. No. Um, 17? They don't look happy. Not, they don't look like they, they look like they're doing what they have to do. Okay. Like, Um, there's not, they don't come at you with gusto or anything. They're not like, ah, yeah, I really want to fight someone or anything like that. They're also not that surprised to see people coming through. They mostly just kind of, like, see you and move forward. Okay. Um, I'm not... I guess I'm not I'm not doing lethal damage, but I'm focusing more on like protecting my friends than like not hurting them. Okay. I'm gonna use that inspiration. That's uh, a fourteen to hit. Are you going for the one in studded leather or the one in hide? The one in hide is the one you've been hitting. I guess people have been hitting. Yeah, it's the one on that. Uh, sure. I'm going for the one in hide. All right, then you do hit. Sweet. Twelve pierce, uh, slashing damage. Okay, yeah, that hits for the full amount and, you know, doesn't look, person does not look great at the moment. Uh, like, still up and still going, but, like, takes a solid hit across the middle. And again, just press, you know, like, continues pressing forward. It is now uh, the one who hasn't been hit's turn, who is going to come up to, I guess, yeah, Aaron, because she's done the most damage, and is going to make uh, a scimitar attack. Uh, which is going to be a 17 to hit. That hits. Four points of slashing damage. You are like little baby. And then a second scimitar attack, which is a 22 to hit. Yep. And that's going to be seven points of slashing damage. So total of 11? Yes. Probably when you start being in trouble and I'll start cutting words. I'm fine. Also, just a thought, um, if I can talk strategy for a second. Possibly uh, you should, like, melee people should uh, focus on the guy whose great axe I can't heat up because he's either going to, the one, scimitars, there's two of them, so it's harder for me to disarm. But this guy I can keep doing, either disarm or keep doing damage to. We should focus on the scimitars, not on the great axe guy? Yeah, that would probably, because I can do keep doing that as a bonus action. 
Sure. Okay, Mantis, it's your turn. Yeah, where are they in relation to us at this point? Uh, are they... You're, the cage is about, f- the force cage keeping these odd creatures who were, by the way, like, they're pressing against the, like, they, they keep, like, getting shocked by the cage and having to go back, but they do, like, want to, this entire room, by the way, is also orange, um, same as the other one was red. They are, like, pressing against the cage as much as they can, trying to get in. These two have moved about... 15 feet towards you guys are right up against the door because you've just stepped in and caught this room and they immediately ran towards you okay um so how far apart are they from one another? now that they are both dealing with aaron they're close they're within five feet of each other so yeah i'm going to head over towards them and hey look we're not trying to pick a fight sort of should raise my arm with the bracelet a little bit do they seem to respond or notice they flinch back from it and they they don't speak they don't make any noise but they flint they both see it and flinch back and they appear to be focused on you now and you can roll insight on them if you want yes i do can others as well yes 21 17 19 oh actually wait 18 now uh you're not checking they're lying you're just checking their emotions they are, all of you get that they are, here, Aaron, you rolled a 19, mm-hmm. and you got a 7. So, Avantis and Aaron, what you get when you see these two is that they look scared, they don't like the sight of the bracelet, certainly, and that all of their focus seems to now shift to Vantis. Whereas, like, Aaron's doing damage and all this, but they all focused on Vantis. Theo, what you get is an addition... The way that they they look, the look in their eyes, the set of their mouth, like it's paying attention to those more than their body language. Like their body language is scared and focused, but they're also, you get to the sense of a deep sadness. That's interesting. Unfortunately, I don't think I verbalized this during the fight. (laughs) So I'm going to run up and say, as mentioned, hey, look, back off for my friends and I, okay? And... Pushing out a thunder wave. Okay. Um, so they roll... Um, con saves. Uh, does that allow you to... I'd say you could angle it in such a way to not get Aaron, yeah. Yeah. One of them rolled a 21. Obviously enough. And the other one rolled a 13. Fails it. Okay. So the one who failed takes 11 thunder damage. Mm-hmm. And the other one takes half of 11 so I guess five. Five, yeah. And the one who took 11 gets pushed away. Okay. So the one who gets pushed away then immediately steps back up. Do I get an attack of opportunity? Yes, you do, actually, because mm-hmm. got pushed away. No, or do you play it that way? I do play it that way because okay. it's more fun. Sure. Anyone, people get dragged around. It's like, oh, as you're moving, I get to, like, hit you because you're distracted. It's fun. <laughs> That's a uh, 22. Yeah, that hits. 11 slashing. Okay, yeah, this person's really... The the person with the great axe that you've been hitting all this time is the one who got pushed and definitely does not look good at the moment. But is actually going to run back up and take a swipe at Vantis. At me, okay. And is going to roll a hit, which is going to be a 16 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay, I'll find a d12. That is going to be 7 points of slashing damage. Oof. Yeah, that hurts. As it swipe, as this uh, male individual in hide armor with a great axe swipe. Oh, sorry. That should have been at disadvantage. Yes, it should have been. 
Okay, that's actually a 10 to hit. Okay, I'm... No damage taken. Swipes at you, but, like, can't quite main... It looks like the hand on... The hands on the great axe are actually sort of fusing to it slightly as they continue to hold on to this. Back to the top of the order with you, Terapy. Yeah, so I'm going to use my bonus action and just do that damage again because... Okay. Still holding, and I have concentration. Uh, So that's going to be four points of damage, and he gets to make another con save. Okay. Uh, he rolled a 15. That's my DC. Yeah, then. But he's going to be at disadvantage on his next attack. Is that four points total? Four points total. I'm going to have to two. Yeah, I'm rolling kind of bad. And then let's keep trying to give people disadvantage and not get hit. So I will, uh, viciously mock, um. The the other one? The other one and say, are you scared of jewelry? Uh, that's going to be success on that saving throw. Because that's, yeah, that's just a straight 16. Yeah, yeah, that passes, so that doesn't actually do anything. Uh, it looks like this person is actually too distracted to focus on you. Again, entirely focused on Vantus. Well, I tried. <laughs> Theo, it's your go. I'll try another thro- frozen bomb, but this time on the scimitar wielder. Uh, you can get both of them now. Oh, sweet. I'll do that. I hit the square. Uh, so the scimitar wielder... Fails. Oh, and I'm going to study the scimitar wielder. Okay. She, we're going to go she. She fails, and he, the great axe guy, uh, succeeds, I believe, with a 16. Yeah. So the um, great axe guy will take three damage. Okay. And the scimitar person will take nine damage. Okay. Yeah. Neither of them looks super happy about that. And the scimitar one will have disad on the next attack. Okay. Uh, Aaron, it's your go. I'm gonna attack um, whichever one looks more beat up. The that would be the guy, the great axe guy. Great axe guy. The great axe guy and the scimitar lady. <laughs> that one. Oof. Yeah, uh, you swing completely wide as the great axe guy actually sort of, I think, is bent over a little bit, hunched over, trying to keep a hold of um, his great axe as his skin begins to fuse to it slightly. Uh, it is uh, Scimitar Lady's go, uh, so she is going to roll two attacks on Vantus. All right. Uh, the first one is a 19 to hit. And does this guy have disadvantage? Oh, sorry, this yeah. one does have disadvantage. That is going to be a 17 to hit. Still hits? Uh, I will cut in words that. That's close enough that it's worth a shot. Uh, that's a 13 to hit now. The 13's my armor class. <laughs> so oh, it still hits. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, and the second attack is a 19 to hit. Uh, so that's going to be four points of slashing damage and five points of slashing damage. Okay. As she just comes up and, you know, like one in each hand slashes at you. Next up in the order is Vantus. Okay. So at this point, I go, look, fuck, I'm sorry about this. You clearly don't want to be here, but I go brown bear. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a new shape. So first I'm going to go for a bite attack. Um... That's a 10 to hit, which I'm guessing does not. No, it doesn't. Who are you aiming at? Because that doesn't um, hit either of them. Scimitar. But... Okay. And the other one is a 14 to hit. That also misses. Mm. I don't really want to be hitting them, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they look kind of messed up. Uh, it is the other one's, it's Great X guy's turn. Uh, so he is going to, I know, take a swing at, he's getting down there and the one dealing the most damage is in fact Aaron. So he is going to focus on Aaron. Ah, no. There's no good place to roll my dice. Okay, so that's going to be a 10 to hit. 
Does not hit. Okay, so he, he again just can't quite manage to get it done here. Uh, top of the order with Euterpe. Keep heating that metal. Uh, Maybe if I held this here. If I put a book on top of here. Take a look Maybe. at that axe. So that's uh, seven points of fire damage before you half it. Okay. Uh, and then he has... He failed his con save. So he's uh, going to drop the axe. Okay, so he drops his axe and he takes three points of fire damage. And then I will... I'm going to try viciously mocking the woman again. Okay. Uh, yeah, fails that one. Cool. So she's going to take uh, four points of psychic damage and her next attack will also... Well, I guess he's not at disadvantage because he dropped, so hers will be at disadvantage now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Cool. These guys just don't get to hit normally this <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of abilities like that, which is fun. It's um, the point of a bard. It's true. Yeah, yeah, the bards just debuff everyone. Uh, don't do damage, just debuff everyone. Theo, it's your turn. How bad is Great X guy looking? Pretty bad. Pretty like, bad. definitely way under half health. Okay, I'll go for him. So I'm going to pull out a longbow. Mm-hmm. That's a nat 20 to hit. Oh, good. Um, so... Oh my gosh. Um, Is Theo going to kill someone? <laughs> I, uh, with physical weapons, you can choose to do non-lethal. Yes, I was going to say I would like to do non-lethal because they with, look sad. With magic and with uh, your bombs and things like your concoctions, those you cannot choose to do non-lethal. Those are always lethal damage. Okay. So I double my dice, but not my modifiers? Yes. Okay, so that is 17 damage. Okay, yeah. He is instantly looking really, really bad. Like, really bad. Let's try not to kill them, though. Aaron. Yeah, even if Theo hadn't said that, like, Theo said that, so Aaron was going to not kill them. But even if Theo hadn't said that, he's disarmed, so I wasn't going to kill him. Mm -hmm. Um, But I try to knock him out. Okay. Roll an attack. and I'll inspire you. Um, Ventus. Okay. Oh, that's a 15 hit? Uh, a 15 does hit, yes. 11 slashing. So what you do is you um, step forward and you actually do manage to sort of just smash sort of the flat of your blade into the front of his head, and he falls backward unconscious. When he drops unconscious, the cage that these other three creatures are in flickers. (laughs) It is maintained, but it looks significantly weaker now as it flickers. So as soon as we finish fighting these guys, we can fight the other ones, probably. Aaron, uh, sorry, Aaron just went, so it's the Scimitar Lady's turn. So Scimitar Lady is going to... Vantis just went brown bear. She doesn't know how to deal with that. The brown bear wearing the cuff still? Yeah, I think... (laughs) Actually, the cuff's still visible. She's going to go after Vantis again. Uh, So first attack has disadvantage and is an 11 to hit. Does not hit. Okay. And second attack... Oh, is a nat 20. Oh, wait, actually, no, 11 does hit, sorry. Okay, so first off, we're going to roll the first hit's damage, which is five slashing, sorry, yeah, five slashing damage, and then the second one is a five slashing damage on a nat 20. (laughs) Um, How are you doing? Um, I'm a brown bear right now. Okay. Totally fine. So next up in the order is Vantis in your brown bear form. All right, so I am going to try first with my claws going at scimitar mm-hmm. um that's a 10 uh that uh, misses and then another 10 this time i'm going to use the inspiration it's a d it's a d6. d6 d6 okay uh 15 that just hits great and then that does 2d6 plus 4 <laughs> uh that's 15 
slashing damage. Yeah, one she's point short of max. She is instantly, you know, like she she hasn't taken a major hit this whole battle, and this does sort of drive her back. And again, she doesn't look. She looks unhappy about the whole thing. Top of the order with Euterpe. How close is she to the cage? Um, she's still up near you guys, so she's only about like she's about fifteen feet from it. Okay, so I actually can get. The things and her, I think, in fairy fire, because it's a 20-foot cube. Yes. Yeah, because we're going to have to fight them, and I don't do damage, really, especially against fire-resistant things, so fairy fire on all of them. All of them get deck saves. Okay, uh, so they rolled a 17. Yeah, that'll pass. And she rolled a 22. <laughs> Poor Euterpe. Well, that was a turn. Uh, Vantus, have inspiration. <laughs> All right. Theo, it's your go. Look, I, these things, we don't seem like they, we should let out these skull things. What if you just stop fighting us and then we can leave the skull things in their cage? Roll me persuasion and insight. Uh, persuasion, 23, mm-hmm. with a nat 20. And insight, 9. <laughs> She's de- you see her, like, hear what you say and glance at her fallen comrade, and there's something happening there before she steals her gaze on you, and then back on Aaron, and then on Vantus, settling on Vantus again. I'm gonna delay. You want to hold an action? Yeah. What action are you holding? Longbow shot. Uh, what's your trigger? Um, she attacks somebody. Okay. Yeah, Aaron, it's your go. Yeah. Um... I'm gonna hold an attack to see if she attacks on her turn or not. If she doesn't attack on her turn, if she does attack on her turn, I attack her back. Um, if she doesn't, I let her go. Okay, so she is in fact on her turn going to turn back to Vantis, uh, and she's gonna roll her first attack. Okay, so then I immediately attack after. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's gonna be a nine to hit. Misses. Okay. It's hard to miss it, Dursley. 16 to hit? 17 to hit. Um, so, nope, yep. Uh, both of you do hit, because uh, she can only use that against a melee attack. Uh, oh, I've no, been doing her wrong. That's okay. I'll do it next, better next time. And I'll do 12 non-lethal damage. Okay. Uh, 16 non-lethal damage. <laughs> okay, yeah, she is looking really, really rough. One more attack will take her out. She takes her second attack on Vantis. Okay. Uh, which is going to be a 24 to hit. Yeah, that hits me. Uh, and she deals uh, five points of slashing damage. Um, yeah, I'm still a grizzly. And it's your turn. All right, so, I mean, I guess I've probably got a ton of strength. I could totally just grapple her, but she can still attack me if she's grappled, She right? can still attack you if she's grappled. Yeah. yeah and it seems like she's not going to stop. No, it's a pity that there's not a way to grapple and, like pin somebody down so they can't attack you. But since there isn't, I... I would say if you study... There may be an in-character, like, in-story way that we could do it later, where you could study holds. Yeah, that would make sense. But that would be... Um, I am trying to find ways to give you guys more feats, because feats are really cool, but first mm-hmm. I have to give you downtime, which yeah. I'm really bad at. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, right. I've been pretty busy. Oh yeah, everything's happening always, forever, all at once. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, that's a 19 to bite. Yes, that um, hits. Which is going to do eight damage. As you bite 
and sort of tear off, I'm going to say, like a chunk of her middle a little bit, the shock of it causes her to just collapse. I assume you're doing non-lethal? Yeah, I'm not trying to kill her. Okay. As she falls, the cage behind you flickers and fades as the heads with wings get set free. Um, And they are going to immediately swarm forward and attack. What they're going to do is two of them are going to fly over to the fallen, um, fallen woman. And they are both going to press a kiss to different parts of her face. And not go on gentle into that good night. Something happens, some sort of energy shifts from one of them over her form and settles, and there's some sort of something's off about her now. But she's still unconscious on the ground. But she's not dead. But she's not dead. And she's not conscious. And she's not conscious. Any idea what just happened? Can roll Arcana. Can I also roll Arcana on that? Yeah. Uh, and, and a similar sort of energy settles over the other one. 25. Uh, that's gonna be 23, Arcana. So, a head with wings is a fairly uncommon thing. So, you've actually both heard of it in stories, never in person, you know, never never seen anything like it, obviously, as um, it's, it's, it's like an old folktale of something from uh, something some twisted thought experiment almost Um, like the the stories tell of demons and fiends that wanted the power of mortal brains and attempted to take mortals and turn them into some kind of fiendish creature and utterly failed and created something completely stupid and incapable that could just fly around and all it could do was turn other things into it by attempting, they say, uh, the kiss of a Varguil turns you into one. Hmm. As the heads, however, they can only um, kiss creatures that are incapacitated. Oh but, boy, so but really I think these it. are Varguil's. Guys, but, don't but drop. Look, she still looks like a tiefling. She looks like a tiefling. A She's not a head. But uh, if these... You guys haven't had time to say this out loud, so after the combat you can deal with this. Um, they are fiends. And how many? Just There are three. Three. Okay. Um, and they are flying heads with wings. And that was their held action, so we go back to the initiative order, which is Vantus's go. Um, okay, how far how far away are they? How close together? Um, they are hovered over the two people that you have just, who are about five feet okay. apart. So there's one that you just felled, there's two of them hovering over her, and then there's one hovering over the great axe dude. And if they had time to kiss them. And I'm just going to try to claw at one of the heads. Okay. So, by first, that's an 11, and I think I still have an inspiration from Theo. Ah, from me. Oh, from you, yes. Um, So I'm going to add that, and that's a 12. 12 just hits. Great. And then that does plus 4, 5 damage on the bite. Okay, yeah, it's instantly, like, not looking great. And then I'm going to go back with my claws. That's a 13. 
Uh, 13 okay. hits. And that's gonna do d6s. Get with, get it together here. Seven slashing damage. Okay, this thing is not looking great at all. It looks very, very bad pretty quickly. After Vantis's turn, we go to, to the top with Euterpe. I don't think this is worth spending another spell slot because we're gonna be in here a while. Um, but it would also be bad to get for people to go unconscious or get hit too much. So I think it's vicious mockery time again. So I'm gonna viciously mock that thing near Vantis and just tell it just how stupid it looks. The one that um, Vantis hit? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it fails its save. Yeah. Uh, so you tell it what it looks. I just tell it just how stupid it looks. <laughs> that appears to be the final, you don't need to roll. That okay. appears to be the final thing as it's sort of like, <laughs> Word, and like half of its face is missing from Vantis's claw and bite and it doesn't it's really it doesn't understand it barely understands what you're saying but it's more the fact that you're suddenly yelling at it that it like <laughs> loses its ability to concentrate on like staying aloft and just falls and is gone instantly you startled it to death I'm very I I make my presence known that was pretty cool Theo it's your That's turn I do uh, so now we've just got We've got two one of them, of the pair. one yeah, on each. Separate. So I'm just going to shoot the one that's near Vantos. I'm oh, really sh- good with a bow today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a, that's a crit. Um, awesome. For Oh, and I'm going to... No, I won't bother studying it because I didn't. Um, so that'll, that'll do 13 damage. Okay, one blow straight through the eyes, straight through the back of the head. This thing is just instantly like dead and false. So yeah. you're also awesome you really yeah, Good job. <laughs> okay, so the final one is gonna um, hovering over the other creature, the uh, great axe guy, and sort of like seeing two of its allies that it's been caged up with for a while uh, fall. It is going to open its mouth and let out this horrifyingly loud and terrible shriek. Everyone roll me a wisdom saving throw. That's going to go so well for me. Yeah, I'm really bad at wisdom. I have a negative modifier on this. Oh, come on. That's a six. That's a nine. 21. 13. Aaron and Theo, you are fine. Vantis and uh, Euterpe, you are both frightened and stunned. This keeps happening to me. This keeps happening to me. Um, to give you the details on what those are. Uh, frightened, a creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls. While the source of its fear is within its line of sight, the creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. Stunned, a creature is incapacitated, can't move, and can speak only falteringly. Oh, yeah. Automatically fails strength and dex saving throws. Attack rolls against it have advantage. So let's no. kill it quickly. <laughs> Uh, Aaron, it's your turn. Bear. All right, I'm gonna go attack it. Great, roll and attack. Um, that's a mod twenty. Yeah, it's thirteen slashing damage. Uh, you just cut it straight in half, and it splits apart and falls. And actually, some of the blood gets on the great axe guy lying underneath. There's some weird other thing on him as well. But you are now out of combat. The two of you, it takes like another six seconds, but you do shake out of being stunned. Why does this keep happening to me? I'm going to drop my bear shape. And I'm going to look over the gal who, the scimitar gal, Mm -hmm. to try to figure out what's going on with her. 
Okay, roll me a quick medicine check. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely doing the same. I might just... Um, only an eight. What you get is you don't know exactly what's been done to her throat, but you would suspect it's... It's not cleanly cut. It's mangled and burned. And you would bet that it made her incapable of making any noise. Okay, and as far as whatever happened with the Vargal thing? That you don't know. You don't get. Okay. Hey, I can cast Lesser Restoration helps heal some conditions. Is that going to do anything right here, Theo, do you think? Can I make some sort of check? With your previous role, you would know that it a uh, lesser restoration will not remove this curse effect. How long will it take to kick in? You rolled really well. Uh, so the rumor of the curse of the Vargoil is that um, every hour, the cursed target loses one point of charisma as its head takes on fiendish aspects. The curse, uh, well, when the curse target's charisma becomes two, it dies, its head tears from its body, and becomes a new Vargoil. Yikes. Uh, no, we need something stronger. Um, so we've got a little bit of time, um, but it's, their time is probably in hours. Fuck. Uh, uh. so we should get them to a cleric or a, somebody who can do strong healing magic. It'll be hard There's, to find a cleric. Yeah. There would most likely not be a cleric in this town. But a is no offense, Fantas, better druid. <laughs> none, none taken. You would suspect, given the gardens at the house, there might be a druid there who is maintaining something. Great. Um, However, you would have to abandon your quest to get I'm, these two back. I I care more about this thing we're doing. We do have some time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, we'll get through this within a few hours, I suspect. And yeah, I'm going to try to tug the bracelet off of one of their wrists. It comes off the way that yours comes off. Okay, I just let me test this. I chuck it um, to some corner of the room. Now let's look away for a couple seconds. Look back. It's on their wrist. Fuck. Fuck. That's interesting. It's like mine. Yeah, let's definitely save these guys. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I can... Let's time up, stabilize them, and figure out what the hell is going on here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, do we think the room will stay here? I mean, it did when we looped back before. Yeah. I think this is a stable loop. By the way, a thought should, since red, then orange, or should we possibly try yellow next? There seems to be a pattern. Well, I thought I'm we were so just trying the doors in order, which obviously, like, it went red, orange, yet, like, it... So. Yeah, yeah, so what, what doors are there out of this room? Oh, they're the same six again. <laughs> I'd try yellow because we did... Yeah. Because we were doing that first, which would then have us try red first every time, but I right, think we but, need to switch yeah, the orders. Yeah, let's try the pattern. Yeah. So we'll try the yellow door. And we'll make sure the guards are stable and tied up. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you do that. You stabilize them and you tie them up. Um, and you proceed through the yellow door. This is where we're going to break for the recordings because it's been long enough that I think we can, that I can get an hour and a half episode out of this. So we're going to take a brief break here before you proceed into the yellow room.
Great. Oh, I can wait. use the restroom. Are there more of and the also water. food things? <laughs> yes, they've been moved over there, I believe. Okay. Oh boy. If the mood hadn't shifted so quickly, Aaron was gonna start like roughhousing with Theo and high-fiving him. <laughs> <laughs> He's so proud of himself. So, what are the chances that your heroes actually manage to save those cursed tieflings? Anyone taking bats? I can't, because I know what happens, so that would be illegal. More illegal. Gambling's illegal in a lot of places. Anyway, thank you again so much for listening to this episode. We hope you're having as much kind of horrifying fun as we are. Who else is ready for Halloween? Yes, it's September. What's your point? If you're having fun, or if you want to argue with me about how early Halloween festivities should start, you have so many ways you can reach out to us. You can follow us on Instagram, standard underscore heroes, to see the themed food, including some ghastly specimens we make for each session, as well as episode art. You can also yell at us on Twitter about Halloween, at your underscore standard, and I will passionately defend my position. Or you could like our Facebook page, Your Standard Heroes, and tell us what you're going as for Halloween. All of our info, as well as character art, uh, bios, and so much more is on our website, yourstandardheroes.com. If you want to support us, please subscribe to us on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please leave a comment or a review if you can, because that really helps us. What helps most, of course, as I say every week, is just getting to share this fun, spooky game with all of you. Thanks for listening, and have a great week!